Hello, and welcome to the Corner 3 Podcast. I'm Andy. I'm Bailey. And I'm Anthony. And here we are having conversations that we'd have anyways. Uh, welcome to the podcast. We have an exciting show ahead of us. Bailey, what are we talking about? Well, hopefully it's an exciting show. That's the goal, at least. This week, well, we're going to start off with a brand new segment. That is pretty exciting. <gasps> I like it. We don't have sound effects yet, so Andy will be providing our sound effects throughout this episode. <laughs> um, then we're going to get into following up last week's episode of the Western Conference playoffs. We're going to give our projections for the Eastern Conference playoffs this week. So it's going to be pretty cool. Followed up by one of our favorites, What's the Problem? So, yeah, should be should be a good episode. So why don't we uh, jump into it? Andy, since you came up with this segment, I'll let you introduce it. Yes. So we're starting a new segment, uh, the low light of the week on almost every sports station for mankind's history. We have been watching sports highlights, the best plays of the week, the best games of the week, the best dunks. But on our show, we're revolutionizing things. We are introducing the low light, the worst performance, game, play, team, or what have you, of the past week. To kick us off, we're going to go to Bailey again, and he's going to give us the low light of this past week. Yes, yes. And we still are kind of bringing you the best dunks of the week. Uh, but with a twist for this one, because we're focusing on uh, those who got dunked on this week. Because I don't know if y'all watched uh, Sunday's games at all, but everybody, just about everybody was getting dunked on. It was a it little was embarrassing. A it wasn't the best. <laughs> it was not the best. Poor hey, Capella, photographers, photographers were having a great night, taking lots of pictures, and there's going to be lots of posters made out of those games uh just to name a few but not limited to clint capella clint capella that's Tice. pretty much that's the main that's that the was, main one right there that's <laughs> true i should have ended on that one <laughs> isaiah stewart uh dallas mavericks own nicola melly i think i pronounced that right yeah. and josh akogi i mean just about everybody and 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 that's just to name basically um it was like half of the bulls and half of the timberwolves in that game just everybody oh, was getting dunked on goodness <laughs> Every- goodness sake. Uh, just i don't it was just one of that was capella was on the bad side of one of the best dunks i've seen fantastic uh, it was he just he was just on the bad side. I'm like, man, that that must be terrible. It's a hard <laughs> way to go. That's a hard way to go home. Yep. Hey, someone's got to do it. It's got to happen to somebody. <laughs> Definitely a low light. <laughs> yeah. Definitely a low light. Who's surprisingly not on the list of of dunking on people for that one is uh, John Morant. John Renz tried to end a few guys <laughs> with uh, putting them in this category. I'm sure we'll see a few uh, to come in the future. He's going to get one. He's oh, going to get sure. one. 
most definitely. Without a doubt. Yeah. But yeah. Well, I mean, our condolences to the Capella family. (laughs) 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 Wish them the best. Uh, But hey, that's a low light of the week. You win some, you lose some. And in this case, (laughs) he definitely lost that one. I think the worst thing about the low light is, is not only how bad that he got dunked on, but that the fact that that dunk very likely will win dunk of the year. Oh, like yeah. We're looking at so it's going to every... be replayed over and over, <laughs> over and over. Best dunk of this entire season. And you're on the receiving end of that. It's <laughs> yeah. One he'll be looking oh. to forget soon, most definitely. I'm sure he'll reestablish exactly. himself with a, a clutch block or two for sure. But that exactly. is our very first low light of the week. I love it. I love it. That's good. (laughs) What are we heading into next, Ant? Well, look, we got last last week we did the Western Conference, right? So this week, the Eastern Conference playoff seeding, one through ten, which is is actually pretty fun because we get to figure out what each other picked as well as our audience at the same time. So when it comes to the Eastern, the Eastern, excuse me, conference uh, playoff seating, you want to start us out, Andy, with uh, who you have going in number one. I do. Um, I want to preface before just on the whole on the whole subject. I feel I feel like this one we're going to get a little more variety. I think that I think East is a little more more open in some things. Uh, maybe maybe true. not. Maybe we'll have the same list again, Bailey. Who knows? But number one in the Eastern Conference at the end of the season, I have... It's going to be a real shocker. Please. <laughs> the Brooklyn Nets. What? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Didn't see that one coming. Um, yeah. To be fair, I think all of us are going to have the same top three, but that's all right. Continue. Why, uh, why my, you got Brooklyn up there? Oh, oh, I'm my. I'm, I'm kidding. Yeah. I'm kidding. Way to set us up there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but as far as explaining from my side, um, cause they're technically the second seed. So they got, you know, they got ground to make up. Not really. They're, I think they're tied basically for the, tied. Yeah, the second even. seed. Um, but this is a team that has not even been at full health. Um, they're getting Durant back into the mix. Uh, so if you're a second seed and you're adding Kevin Durant back into the mix, then <laughs> you're probably without a doubt, the first seed. <laughs> uh, pretty <laughs> much. Pretty, yeah. It's kind of a done deal. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I got Brooklyn the same. I don't think it requires any <laughs> explanation other than that. Just you said it all. Yeah, Brooklyn. Yeah, me as well. Brooklyn at um, number one. I feel like 76ers, I can't. 76ers have been on a tear, but it's going to be tough to for this final stretch to stay up to what the Nets are going to possibly be able to do. So yeah. I just feel like it's definitely the Nets for the take in the number one spot. Mm-hmm. That being said, I think Philly wraps up the number two seed pretty well. I and think easily. so as well. Yeah. Yeah. They, they're they doing great there. Like you said, on a roll this season, they've finally uh, clicked and figured things out under Doc Rivers. Embiid is finally playing out of his mind up to that MVP level that we all uh, knew he could, but they just don't have that 
uh, crazy star power that that Brooklyn has. It's hard for anybody to keep <laughs> up with Brooklyn at this point. Yeah, except for me, the Lakers bench, but that's for a different day. Yeah, one hundred percent makes sense. I get you. When we when we have sound effects eventually, can we have like a bias button? Bias. Yep. <laughs> I had to sneak that one in, guys. You know, yeah. the Lakers just got a little win, so I just feel like I had to sneak that in. That was a great win, by the way. Not to go too off off, off topic, <laughs> but that was a great win against Brooklyn. So. <laughs> yeah. So we have the. So, Andy, 76ers for you as well? Or? I, I do have the 76ers um, okay. as well. I think Seth Curry is a big reason for the success, partially, too. I think open up that the floor a little bit. Um, okay. This little side. I like that trade that they did in the offseason. But, yeah, 76ers are, are, are very close. Um, but I think just down the rest yeah. of the season, the, the Nets are going to do better, just slightly. So, we're all agreeing, guys. Wow, this is a, oh yeah, we're gonna have the same number great, three too. This is a know. great moment for everyone. So for number refreshing. three, I have number three. I have the Bucks. Mm-hmm. So uh, is there any in a, any disagreement there? Nope. With you guys, they've got Giannis. <laughs> no, yeah, and they're in the East. Like that's about all they need. <laughs> Giannis <laughs> Eastern Conference. That's an automatic three seat. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So uh, before the season, yeah. I would think that they would be maybe a well before this season especially first seed so i think three three is the lowest they can possibly that's go what i mean yeah automatically least, yeah automatically the lowest that they could reach is, is yeah. yeah i agree i agree yeah so i think i think the bucks are clear third seed now let's let's get make it interesting let's let's look at four so yeah right. i, I want to mention beforehand this is where it really gets interesting because uh in the eastern conference a fourth through ninth seed are only separated by three games, three games apart. <laughs> so there's going to be a ton of hopefully between us, a little bit of differences and uh, where we think everybody's right. going to land. Why don't you start us off? Ant? So for the fourth seed, I have the Miami heat. That's what I see making it. I feel like they're, they're about to start picking up ability wise, plan wise. And we just, we know, we know what the Heat are made of at this point. So I just we feel do. like they're, they're, most they're definitely a fourth do. seed. I mean, the Hawks are playing out of their mind, but this is the this is number four, and, and that's them playing out of their mind. I don't I don't I don't see the Heat as playing what to the potential we see them at yet. So I do believe that the Heat will take that that spot at four. I want you to go first, Andy, before I go. Before you <laughs> say the Heat, okay. <laughs> I <laughs> Do not have the heat. See, that's why I wanted you to go first. Oh, a nice. little sandwich. I have a team actually jumping up three spots. A Ooh. team. And that team is the Boston Celtics. Uh, they're really not far off right now. They've won seven of the past 10 games. Uh, they have, we know on paper, they have the ability to be a top five seed in the East. Um, I think things are clicking a little bit more for them. Jason Tatum stepping up a little more. So 53 think, points. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd call so, that stepping up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I, I like them. The only reason I'm I'm not giving to the heat right now is I I think that if Victor Oladipo was playing a little higher, 
then then they would definitely take that fourth seed for me. But because of that, because Boston's run it with what they've had for a little while, I think Boston takes the fourth seed. I think they make a lot of ground up. They were they were down to like the tenth seed at one point, but but I think they make it up to the fourth seed. And that's why I wanted you to go first. I want to see if we had a, had a difference because yes, I do have the Miami Heat going in number four. But I would like to say this very much depends upon a couple of things just because the heat are a very uh, a streaky team this year, just like they were uh, for, for a lot of parts of last year, you know, they go off and they win 11 of 13 and then they go on like a five game move losing streak, come back and are winning six of seven. So they're, they're, they're a streaky team. Uh, but I just think they're going to have more winning streaks than losing streaks at this point. Uh, but it really does depend on what happens with this possible knee injury uh, to Victor Oladipo. I feel like I've been checking just like I am right now, my phone every five seconds to see uh, if there's been an update because uh, he's been kept out of the the four game Western conference road trip. But uh, so we'll see what happens with him. Uh, They've they're yet to release any news optimistic or to the negative. So obviously if, if they lose Victor Oladipo, they're not finishing in the four seed. I will say that, but since we don't know yet, that's where it's a non-contact little injury, huh? He was jumping. Yeah, off it was a little weird. Yeah, he got yeah. a dunk and just kind of came down a little awkwardly, or maybe it was on the jump. Yeah. I don't know, but Hate something that he happen. didn't like. Not not. Hopefully fun. he can come back because he doesn't really play full seasons well. So hopefully yeah. he can come back and make it happen for the Heat. Most yeah. definitely. Hope he recovers well. But uh, yeah. So so um, Bailey, how about you lead us off for uh, number five, though? I can do that. I'm on a similar mind track of Andy. I just had the one uh, lower. Boston been playing great, and I have full faith in their system, and they know what it takes to win and be a playoff team. And uh, I think this is the time of year they know they got to lock in and play like crazy, just like Jason Tatum has been. So <laughs> I think they keep it up. I agree. I'm right there with you. I think we I think we have a, a <laughs> it's me, it's me and Ant this time. <laughs> I, I, wanna, I can't disagree with that. I just feel like the Boston Celtics, they just feel like a finished team. Mm-hmm. Um, the Hornets are going through injuries. Um, the Hawks, they're, you know, they're playing very good right now, but they've been shown to be streaky at times. So there could be down parts with the Hawks as well. So I just feel like the Celtics, they just seem as if, um, uh, if I was to guess, there would be one below the Heat at uh, at five. So And wouldn't that be a I, fun playoff match? Four uh, five, Miami and Boston ooh. rematch of the Eastern Conference Finals? That'd be fun to watch. Yeah, it's there's going to be a lot of good games. That would definitely be one of them. So. That's what I think. I, I, I have the, the Celtics for myself at five. I think they're going to get it together a little bit more. They may be four, but right now I think five. So. Yeah. And I'm, I'm similar. I have, I have heat at five, so it's not, it's not too different. Um, but I will say this, that we have, when we look, even though it's three games apart for like these teams that are four through nine, uh, I'll say this, this is not – I think reflective of how good the teams are in a playoff series. I think you have these, these teams that are sprinkling like Atlanta, like Ant said, is playing out of their minds. This is Atlanta playing like to a level that's like no one was expecting, like unheard of. They're winning games. And you're like, what? 
and the Heat and Celtics having having down these these are established teams. These are good basketball teams versus teams that are having a little bit of luck right now. Yeah, um, I think this is just a little window into the world of that kind of like a, a bubble hangover. Like these teams that we're seeing playing real good and and surpassing expectations are the teams who weren't going that deep into the season and these teams that that played far into the bubble, stayed in the bubble the longest. It, it took them a little while to get their feet under them again this season, I think. Yeah. I think sad. What about six? I feel like six kind of gets interesting, right? Maybe. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. So for mine, I, for, for six, I have the Hawks. That's just where I, where I put the Hawks. I think the Hawks are still a great team. They're still doing very well. I just think that these the two teams, the Heat and the Celtics, we've seen a lot for the, from them. So we we know what they're capable of. And the Heat and the Celtics are not playing to their capabilities just yet. I think the Hawks, where they we've we've seen all their cars this year. Yeah. <laughs> it's not gonna get that much better. Yep. So I I do believe it's at six will be the Hawks for me. So Andy, again, I want to see if you have a different answer before I go. <laughs> I do have the I do have the Hawks as well. I think. I think Ant's Ant's right on the money with that. They're they're the best of these younger teams, these younger up and coming teams. Because we see some of these future teams sprinkled in. Trey Young's good, as Ant said. We see the cards like they went in on on getting veterans, and then with Lou Williams, that looks great too. Like mm-hmm. they they sprinkle in these veterans, so they they're worthy of a sixth seed. Yeah, I've got them there as well. But I'll be honest, this was a hard one for me. This was a toss up between them and the Knicks. And I think for me, it just came out like I, I think they're both have very similar potentials for this season. And to me, it's just that that two, even though it's a, just a two game difference right now, that's what gave me made me choose the Hawks over the Knicks for that for that succeed. But and everything that you guys said as well, seven seed. Let's see. See what we got. I have. Just like I said, it was a toss-up, so not really surprising. I got the Knicks going at seven. <laughs> I, the Knicks, actually, for the first time in a long time, have been fun to watch to me. Because <laughs> not only did we all expect them to be the normal New York Knicks that we're used to watching the last few years, so it's great to see them defy expectations and and reaching another level that we didn't expect. Um, but they are also just playing some of the most fun basketball to me to to watch. I love seeing Julius Randle doing what he's doing this year. Um, see RJ Barrett start to get things to click at times in his second year. So yeah, I've just had fun watching him. Well, uh, I agree. <laughs> uh, Let's just remind everyone again. We, we did not look at each other's notes beforehand. So this is total not. coincidence. <laughs> exactly. So honestly, I hate to just be that yes man this entire time, but I just, have to say I agree the Knicks for me they they're playing great basketball they're playing balanced basketball to be honest with you they're playing good defense as well as offense it's not the same go to Madison Square Garden and drop 45 on the Knicks and have a great time (laughs) it's not like that anymore the Knicks are actually playing good basketball so I I think the Knicks are definitely that spot when it comes to right after um uh the Hawks Give the people what they want. The Charlotte Hornets. That's good. <laughs> Charlotte Hornets. Um, 
no, um, I like Charlotte. I, I, I do wish that they had less injuries, but I, I think that they have some really interesting young players and a good mix of players that are, have proven themselves a little bit. Um, I, I forget what the latest is with LaMelo. Um, I know he's, I kind of was prepping just for him to miss the rest of the season, but I heard something about him coming back a little earlier. But I still think with Rozier and PJ Washington and Miles Bridges, and you know, maybe maybe I'm biased against the Knicks because the Knicks do look good. But Charlotte Hornets will take that spot, and that is a guarantee. Oh, oh. got that Andy oh. guarantee here. Oh, wow. All righty. Wow. That's a- we'll see what happens with that one then. We'll pay close attention to where Charlotte ends up. That kind of leads me right into my number eight because I got Charlotte there. Uh, number eight, oh. I, don't think they, I don't think they dropped down crazy far. Obviously, I've got them dropping down a little bit, but with with the loss of LaMelo. And to speak to that a little bit, I, it doesn't make sense to me to bring LaMelo back this season in his rookie season. Like, let the man heal up fully and get his mind prepped for next season, get his body prepped for next season. Yeah, you I can agree. make a playoff push this year, but you're not beating the Nets. <laughs> Basically, if you're a team that doesn't have a chance to beat the Nets, just like prep for next season <laughs> to me with your your injuries and stuff like that. So let him rest a little bit. But yeah, Charlotte's still a good team. They still got a lot to offer. A lot of young guys who are playing good basketball right now, like you said. And you never know when Scary Terry is going to show up. So there's definitely some some possibility for Charlotte to make a, a good second round playoff push something like that yeah see that um i actually differ this time um i actually believe i actually believe that it's fun to i think the pacers mm-hmm. i see the pacers are a um right now they're on a winning streak i see the pacers as being uh, a kind of a sleeper team to, to sneak into that that spot um, they're playing good basketball, so I I, ha- I can't really. And the reason why I say that is because the Hornets, they're winning games, but they're kind of injured. So, and Lamelo was a Lamelo helped the Hornets a lot with their push that they had to get into the spot that they ran. So I just feel like right now without Lamelo, and at the fact at the same, I was going to take the same angle that I don't think Lamelo's coming back either. Mm. So all of that being said, Rozier being very on and off. I do think the Pacers will sneak some games in that would sneak them to the spot where the Hornets would, would be at. Now, I think that's very, very close. Very, very close. But, yeah, that's what I, that's what I got. Mm. Yeah. I have I do have the Knicks at eight. Um, I think we've talked about. The, the first Knicks one, now. we're all different. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> yeah. The Knicks, you know what? I think the Knicks look like an eighth seed this year. Like, they look like a seventh or an eighth seed. Like, there's nothing that's spectacular, but there's also nothing you can just attack and be like, they are going to, like, they look like, oh, yeah, like, that's an eight seed. (laughs) (laughs) So, number nine. Well, for me, I can't go, I mean, like, I feel like I've done a disservice to the Hornets, but I can't go lower than nine for the Hornets. They're playing very good basketball. But I do, yeah, I, I did think that, they're the teams in front of them just they just seem like I, for me I felt like they just had a little bit more than the what the Hornets are going to produce for the next rest of the season but hey I could be wrong maybe this these players can really show up and 
but I can't I can't be as bold to say a guarantee, but I think mm. the point is gonna be the nine the nine seed. Right. I, I actually wanted to put this team higher because I, I do believe that they should be higher. Um, they're coming into the season kind of making a little bit of a push later on, but I have nine as the Chicago Bulls. Ooh, interesting. Yeah, and I, you know what? I really, I've tossed this one a lot, around a lot. I wanted to put them above the Knicks. I want them to go higher. They're, wow. they're a little bit behind. Uh, with Just a little bit. They, see, <laughs> they're four games back behind <laughs> the Knicks. They're four games back. Um, and they haven't done good in the past 10 games, but maybe just I want to see some exciting basketball, but I want to see Vucevic and Levine in the playoffs and pick and roll. And Levine can just, Levine can drop 55 at, at will and just be scorching from outside. So I think as far as like the ninth, 10th seed down, like he's one of the most dynamic players on the, these rosters. One of, I mean, there's some players other but I have them a nine. I think they could make some damage too in the play-in. As much as I'd want to see uh, Chicago come in and and coalesce as a team and start doing fantastic, I just think they're too far behind. I think Indiana keeps uh, keeps the ninth seed because they've just been playing, uh, yeah, five hundred basketball. Like they're they've been a five hundred basketball team all season and. I just think they they keep it up uh, and keep it just out of reach of Chicago. Mm-hmm. If Chicago gets uh, their stuff figured out, that is. Exactly. I agree. Ten seed? Who's the last of the play-in? Who is the last of play-in? <laughs> so the last that I have, but again, could very well figure things out and start like I think they could be the most exciting team to watch in the play-in tournament and possibly the playoffs are the Chicago Bulls Mm. because there's a lot of time between now and and the playoffs and so Toronto you know as much as I'd love to see kind of a storied finish for Kyle Lowry and what's probably his last season in Toronto and have them make this uh, storied push for the playoffs I don't think it's going to happen. I think they're too far behind at this point, and their organization is obviously trying to position themselves well for the draft. Um, I I just think Chicago, there's a lot of time left in this season, and they could figure it out and be ready just in time for the playoffs to be a really uh, scary sleeper team. And it's only fitting that I agree with you at the end, man. Um, Here we go. I'm going to say the Chicago Bulls. I think Chicago Bulls are definitely, to me, a number 10 team. Zach is playing out of his mind. Mm-hmm. And his role players just haven't caught up to, you know, what we think they, they should be just yet. And I feel like once the role players really start to settle in, along with Zach, who's already going to be good, I, just, I believe they can make a huge push in, you know, in, in the league. So I think they're definitely going to hold on to the 10th spot at least. And, um, you know, they're just kind of set in a bad spot right now. So it's one of those things. And I can't, can I say, just since we're still talking about the Bulls before transitioning to yours, uh, your pick, Andy, I think I'm glad that the Bulls, I think, in my opinion, made the right decision to keep Zach Levine. Cause I know there was a little bit of talk around the deadline of, you know, are they, is it their time to just blow up the team or are they going to really uh, be sold on Zach Levine to keep him? And I, I think they made the right decision. Like you said, th- this guy is, young guy is, has, really established himself and and he's figured it out and he's just he's doing his thing he's a baller 
it's been fantastic yeah. to watch. Uh, yeah. So I'm I'm putting the Pacers there. I'm I'm on the same page as you guys. Like I'm putting the Pacers at ten. I mean, you guys have them at nine, I believe. So Bailey have them at nine. Uh, I think they're ten. And I, I just want to say this: like, I think the Pacers are a solid team, and I think we're probably on the same page as this. That the Pacers might finish higher. I might be wrong. They might finish higher, but the Pacers don't want to play Chicago in that play. And if it's nine and ten, true. then Chicago has their number. I think. I think Chicago wins Big that time. series. And I like some of their role players. I think, like Mark and I, I, I wanna, I want him I to want be him good to be very good. badly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Same. Yeah. Um, yeah. I. You know what I, I, I want to talk about just briefly, and, and you touched on it, Bailey. Is these great players in the East and and teams that were that is very likely we we're going to see them miss the playoffs. I think too, in my opinion, is the Raptors. And, and the Wizards is all, have always been bad, but still Russ and Beal being on the it's same It's kind of heartbreaking, yeah. It is, to right? To see that backcourt, and they're still, <laughs> they're still the Wizards that we're used to watching. Actually, they're worse than the Wizards that we're used to watching because at least John Wall and Bradley Beal together made the playoffs regularly. <laughs> yeah. And this team can't even do that, even though we're now down to the 10th seed. That's a rough right. one. Rough to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I, I do... I do find it, if we're speaking about this, uh, the Raptors, I do really, I do enjoy watching what they do with the players they're given. Um, a lot of these players that they just got, I mean, um, like Trent Jr., he's playing, he's playing great. He's playing great. Mm-hmm. Didn't even know he had that ability to do it. And it's just something about Toronto that brings that out of you. I feel like a little later on, we're going to really hear even more so about it from larger larger scales of like how Toronto really just takes a player, takes whatever they're given and they, they show skill with it. And I, I like to see, I like to see that. So even if it's cows like last year, I have no doubt that Toronto's going to jump back with uh, a few good moves and kind of teach these young guys um, how to keep the organization going, you know? Cause it is hard to kind of, for me anyways, to wrap my head about around exactly what happened in Toronto this year. Like they're they're very close to the same team that they had last year. Uh, they brought back all of their key players. There's nobody really key that they lost. Um, they still had great players in in almost every position, and yet you know the difference is uh, is quite substantial. I think they were a correct. Uh, they were they were a two or a three seed last season. Like they surprised us all that they were pushing so high. Uh, yeah. After losing Kawhi, they were really proving everybody wrong, and now this year is what is kind of what we expected to see last year when they lost Kawhi. So it's kind of weird to for me to wrap my head about around exactly what happened. Exactly, but at the same time, we really think about it: is it that they got that much worse, or is it that teams got that much better? They or got it's that really, much worse. <laughs> Go ahead. I now. don't know because then the, because for example, the Knicks are playing out of their mind. They're playing great. Hornets, who picked up Lamelo, huge push for them. Playing great basketball. The and then not not to state the fact that the Nets, the Bucks, the Heat, the Hawks, and the Celtics are playing great basketball too. So the fact that they're right behind the Bulls, I understand it's not like the Raptors we're used to. But if we're going off a talent level of all these teams, the Raptors <laughs> they're just not as good as these teams. In front. They're just. They're just not. Maybe the Pacers, but 
a lot of these teams really got the the Raptors numbers. They've just been outgrown to me. I just think they their team has been outgrown, and so it's this this is a perfect time for a rebuilding situation. You know who's the winner here? Whoever the lottery pick that goes to the Raptors really. Because if you're a lottery pick, which normally you're drafted by a pretty bad team, but if you're a lottery pick, say you're top 10 pick, which I mean, they could probably get what, six or seven pick this year, which is a good player. And you come into a team with Siakam, Van Fleet, Trent Jr., uh, OG, you, you got a good team. If you're, you're, you're coming into that, like, man, that's the winner there. The lottery <laughs> pick that goes to the Raptors. <laughs> Not a bad team okay. to start on. Yeah, start with. Exactly. If they have star power, then, man, you may just be the piece they're needing to, you know, we could have the Raptors pretty similar with one or two pieces looking two years from now. Exactly. In a seed. It's crazy. It's yep. insane. Yeah. yeah, the Eastern Conference is definitely uh, anything can happen every year. You never know. <laughs> it exactly. Could up. So that's what we got our 10, guys. Yep. That wraps it up, our Eastern Conference projections. Not as controversial or as diverse as I was expecting. We <laughs> stood pretty much just, on the same ground. We, but... just, we just agreed the entire time. That's, good. That's basically it. Yeah. Well, it's time to move on to our next segment, right? Mm-hmm. Andy, what are we doing next? What is the problem? So typically, unless there's a different subject, we'll just go through the teams in alphabetical order of cities. So that brings us next to the Brooklyn Nets. So you might say the Brooklyn Nets are the number one seed and will likely win the NBA title this year. How do they have a problem? Uh, Well, what we're talking about is we're talking about what's preventing them from reaching their goal. Uh, Boston Celtics, we talked about what prevented them from being a contender. Atlanta Hawks, what prevents them from being a playoff team. So the Brooklyn Nets, what we want to talk about this evening is what prevents them from winning the title? What's their biggest flaw, the hole in the team? I like it. That's a good explanation. Um, Very nice. Well, I guess I'll just start off and say it's not offense. <laughs> offense is something <laughs> they have. They definitely have offense. They no problems score. there. That's true. The thing is, though, is that all these players, they just don't seem to have defense. Even jokingly, like I, we spoke about the, the Lakers getting a win this past, this past game. But I think the Lakers got more of a win because they just out-defended the, the Nets at some point. They played good defense, and the Nets just simply weren't playing to their high their high defensive ability. Granted, there was the big players for the Nets that were missing that game, but it is a huge. It's going to be a, an Achilles' heel when it comes to the Nets. Uh, winning games is them their lack of ability to defend. So I do feel like when these big situations, even though they're going to be the better team on paper almost every single time, it's just can they defend the other team or will they give hope to these teams who may not be as good as them? Yep, uh, that's, that's exactly my thing too. Um, and I feel like the Nets – haven't really been watching the playoffs or the teams that have been winning the last few years because look, just look at last year's conference finals and uh, finals teams. Great defenses. Like, very good offenses, very good at, at scoring, but elite defensive teams. We saw Miami make a push from the fifth seed to reaching the finals. Why? Because of their defense. 
and they went up against other great defensive teams, the Bucks, the Celtics, uh, the Lakers were uh, statistically the best uh, defense last year. They won the championship. Now Brooklyn came in with this mindset of, you know what we what we're gonna do? We've been, you know, uh, not much of a conversation the last few years, but we're gonna come in. We're gonna bring in all the offense in the world, which is kind of what Mike D'Antoni does, anyways. Even though he's just an assistant coach in in Brooklyn, um, but we're gonna bring in all this offense, all this scoring power, and. Is there even, can we say that there's an elite defender, a single elite defender on all of Brooklyn's roster? Uh, KD. As an elite defender. KD's a good defender. Elite. I'm not saying good. I said elite. One of the top defenders Uh, in the entire league. Yeah, I can't say that right now. Only because he's injured. So, uh, yeah, your best defensive player, in my opinion, is Nick Claxton. And you're sacrificing his minutes to 35-year-old LaMarcus Aldridge. Yeah. So, we'll see. Uh, that's, that's definitely the problem I have with the Nets, with their defense. But um, what, do you, what do you think, Andy? Here's a stat check. I, I, I pulled up an interesting stat. Uh, so, um, around about the Brooklyn Nets defensive rating or – the average points allowed per game is about 118, 119 points uh, per game. Now the NBA is changing. All teams are scoring more points, you might say. However, of it's it's historically bad. So awful, like absolutely awful. Of the 50 worst uh, defensive teams over the past, uh, what was it? I think it was like 40 years. Uh, 50 teams with the worst defensive rating. Doesn't take into account their offense. How many have made the playoffs? Four. The most recent to do it uh, with a defensive rating of 114. So that's five points better than the Brooklyn Nets uh, was the 2020 Portland Trailblazers uh, who lost in the first round. Mm -hmm. Now, um, this is a big problem. I think I think personally that the offense will overcome it just because we also haven't seen this many all-stars slash former all-stars. Um, but as far as defense, man, what's, what's the old adage? Defense wins championships. Mm-hmm. Can't say it better. And to me, this isn't just a problem for them when they face likely the Lakers in, in the finals. Yes, very well. Their uh, philosophy of we're just going to score more points than you. We don't care how many you score maybe that very well works certainly with this combination of stars that they have it's very possible that they score more points than everybody and it doesn't matter um but it's not just a problem to me in the finals it's a problem to me when they're in the eastern conference playoffs because the eastern conference has some solid defensive teams you talk about uh philly you talk about milwaukee you talk about miami boston these are very good defensive teams who can score with just about anyone, maybe not with the Brooklyn Nets, but with just about anyone. So if they really lock down on defense, man, they I think they face a tough road in, in the playoffs even, not just once they reach the finals. Well, I agree. Great points. You know what, Andy? I will say this. Great stat. That was a great stat. Right there. <laughs> I really appreciate that. I'm jealous. I'm you. I'm usually the Definitely stat guy. Not a I'm low a little light. jealous. Definitely not a low light of this <laughs> podcast. What's nope. that? Oh, 
Very Why, nice. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, well, 10 years from now, when we're still doing this podcast, if we're still doing this podcast, we'll go back to the low lights of, of worst points made. <laughs> we'll pull up a little dirt on each person and we'll, we'll say that take was freezing cold. Possibly will be the, the guarantee of the six yep, seed. guarantee. I'm holding on to that. I noted that down. Oh yeah, we have to I, note that one down. It's the most <laughs> random guarantee I've ever heard. <laughs> on, a, <laughs> on a similar note, I thought about a conversation I had today, um, which is completely off topic, so I'll be super brief. Uh, Utah Jazz, I, I made a guarantee that they wouldn't make it past the second round of the um, – the, uh, <laughs> The Western Conference playoffs. Oof. I made a guarantee. That's, yeah, here making hot takes. There. All right. And you admitted it here. Not only did you make that statement in real life, you admitted it here on record. I made a push up challenge. I, I have to Great. do 50 push ups if they make it past the second round of the. Uh, oh, well, that's, well, you're not really hurting that much. That's not the yeah, worst. It's true, you know, but. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do? Andy with the hot takes. Well, I think I'm just that, feeling it today. I think I think the guarantees and the hot takes is a very uh, good spot to end this episode. I think so. I agree. I just I want everyone to remember what Andy said so we can pick on him later. <laughs> oh yeah, we're we're noting it down. <laughs> on that note, Bailey, do you have something to say to the audience? Well, yes, Andy, I do have something that I'd like to tell the audience, and that is. That we hope you liked this episode of the Corner Three <laughs> Podcast. <laughs> and yeah, if you liked it, then please follow or subscribe on your platform listening uh, podcast listening platform. That is, if I can get my words right here uh, of choice. <laughs> and if you really, really liked it, if you have just as much fun as we do recording it then please go ahead and do us a favor by sharing this podcast with a friend. We'd appreciate that very much. Uh, Next week, we kind of have something special to look forward to along with our regular reoccurring segments. We're going to have a little uh, special episode called Ant's Corner. First edition of it. Oh, I will say I feel like we go a lot of stats on this. For me, I like the angle of just seeing how people, how they feel about players, how they feel about um, just random conversations you may have about basketball in your in your living room. Um, for this podcast, we're gonna you know we're gonna talk more about that. Uh, we'll talk about the the top five that we see um, for from each from both conferences for uh, this year. Mm-hmm. So I think it'll be something fun to to talk about. So. I'm looking forward to it next week. I like it. It'll be a fun episode next week. That is next Tuesday. You can catch us here once again. This has been the Corner 3.